your hosts, Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner, where the banter's as ferocious as Luka Doncic to start this season, man. 4-0, Dallas looking nice, Luka looking like the MVP. Oh, gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. It's a little shocking, you know, to see this team come together and, and get these Ws, but when Luka's dropping 30-plus points a night, it makes it pretty easy for them, and... I mean, this guy, we know he's going to get an MVP in this league one day. It seems like this might be a campaign where he started it off just right. I think it's this year, man. And honestly, also not having Kyrie play some of those games is, is kind of helpful. Um, really good for team chemistry. And, <laughs> and Derek Lively, man, he's been a, a heck of an addition as a rookie. And Grant Williams, like this whole team is just kind of nicely being built around Luka now. It, it seems like it's all meshing better. Um, so that and he's just otherworldly. This we'll is we'll this is the thing, goes. right? He's super it's good. Only four games in. This is it. We're, this is this is the fun part of the season where we're a week and a half in for some of these teams, and people are already ready to burn the ship down or absolutely talk about championship hopes. But yeah, man, Derek Lively could be the steal of this draft potentially at this point, and the Mavericks are definitely chugging along. One of the few teams that are still at the top of the table are they still undefeated, Matt? Yes, they are right yes, now. Yes, yeah. they still, are. Uh, still four and zero, man. Mm-hmm. But let's let's roll back. Let's talk about our takes here. Uh, I fell flat to start the season. LeBron, you know, he was the leading scorer on the Lakers, but not for that team. Jokic out here, absolutely continuing his campaign. Twenty nine points to open this season. But Matt, you over here with that two O W, you getting the games right? I love what I hear. Yeah, man. I mean, I think I, I picked it pretty easy. You know, Denver over the Lakers. They're they're their daddy. You know, the Lakers can't. <laughs> beat them. And uh, Phoenix over Golden State, I, I, I knew that, you know, that early season energy, Golden State uh, losing Jordan Poole, trying to figure out what they've got. I knew that, that Phoenix would squeak it out, even though they've gone in the complete opposite direction. Golden State's taken off and, and Phoenix kind of faltered flat. Um, but hey, man, again, still early. I'm happy to be 2-0, though, with the, the predictions to start off the season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can keep going. We'll we'll see how things go from there. But I think this rolls us into Raps chat, Matt. You know, an interesting way to start the season. You know, we're over here. We're not ready to freak out yet because we've seen a lot of good stuff. But two and four, definitely not the start we had hoped for. Oh, man. I mean, it's a rough one, um, especially because of how, how dense our schedule has been within the first week here. I mean... We played four games in six nights, um, including two back-to-back -back nights. So that's never helpful. Um, trying to beat, you know, the the Philadelphia 76ers on a back-to-back -back night is, is pretty difficult. Um, trying to beat them on a regular night for the Raptors is pretty <laughs> difficult. Uh, but I've liked what I've seen in spurts for some, from some of the guys. I mean, obviously, Scotty's been, you know, everything that we wanted to see. Um, but there's definitely a lot of growth to, to still happen for this team. And, and nights like Milwaukee the other night, like really show you that this team can be very competitive, what we think they can be. Uh, but it's just, it does have to come together because right now it's not looking great for, you know, full 48 minute games. You know, we talked about how this team is going to hover around the 500 percentage at, at the end of the year, right? We're not, you know, I mean, it, again, there's a ceiling and there's a floor. It can fluctuate in either direction, but this team has to figure it out. And it seems like it's starting uh, in that weird direction where too many turnovers, poor mistakes, letting games slip through our fingers. These things happen, right? And we're a young team and Darko is letting everybody, and we do mean 
everybody have an opportunity to thrive and, and get their feet underneath them. And maybe part of that has led to some of these losses, but at the same time, it's allowed Scotty to thrive like we've talked about. And so I'm going to hold on. It's week one. It's not even week two yet, but at the same time, we have to still be aware of that stuff because it exists and it may not go anywhere if they're not bringing it up. Well, I think like the crazy part for us is the fact that Malachi Flynn is getting run and like, it's so funny. Cause like for years and years, people have been, you know, hating on Nick nurse saying, you know, get this man in the game. Malachi's dad's coming out saying the reason that my son's not, you know, doing well in the NBA is because Nick nurse won't give him run. And yeah. we give him run and, this is his third year now in the league. Uh, he was already an older guard when we took him, so he's right smack dab, you know, in the meat of his, you know, prime for NBA. And he looks downright unplayable. He just, you know, I don't think he's athletic enough. I don't think he hits the three ball at a high enough rate. Um, I don't think he creates enough for himself and for others. Um, he just, he doesn't look like an NBA player out there to me. Um, and so I would like to see other guys getting, you know, more play, um, and maybe just kind of putting him back on the bench and dealing <laughs> with him at the end of the season. I mean, like, I, don't, I don't know, man. Every, every time I see a bad Malachi play, it, it, the little part in the back of my brain goes, man, if Dennis Schroeder wasn't here, what would our season look like right oh, now if Malachi man. was the only option playing point guard and we had to have more Siakam ball, more Scotty ball, like... Yeah, Flynn hurts a little bit, man. I, I'm not going to get into it because I think you, you laid it out great. But for me, it's the Dennis Schroeder is the savior when that kind of stuff is happening at the other end. Bro, if we didn't pick up Dennis Schroeder and had tried to go with Malachi Flynn, like it would have been a, a disaster. We'd be 0-6 right now. <laughs> We'd be the Grizzlies. Uh, the man hasn't been positive in any of the games this year. I mean, Milwaukee was probably his best game where he like looked somewhat competent as an NBA player. And he was still minus two, you know, and I know plus minus isn't, you know, a great stat, like catch all, whatever. A lot of things go on that you can't affect the game, you know, across the court. But I mean, it does have some indication on, you know, does the team play better when you're out there or not? And to be like, I think he was minus 14 in both the opening games and like four minutes of play. Like it's, it's saying a lot about who he is as a, as a player and the fact that we need to find another guard to, to fill out the rotation, man. And like part of me, part of me hurts because, you know, maybe if Gary was knocking down shots, Malachi stats might look a, a little bit better, but we, we can't just look for every excuse when it comes to that. Right. And, but yeah, Gary, man, that guy has somehow flopped into this season. It's not been, it's not been good for him, but again, we're six games in. This system is not built for a player like him. He's trying to figure out his role, what he can do. And his shots aren't going down, but he, you know, shoot or shoot, right? It's got to progress to the norm at some point. And once he gets his feet under him, kind of figures out his positions and his rotations a little bit better in the system that Darko is absolutely implementing on this team, I think his shots will start knocking down and it'll make sense. But right now, if Gary doesn't progress back to the norm, it, it's looking bad for this guy. He's looking really, really shaky, man. It's kind of um, it's kind of jarring to see a guy who two seasons ago had a seven-game stretch that put him up with, you know, the LeBron James, yeah. Kevin Durant, Trey Youngs, John Morant's of the league, and now he can't hit, you know, basic three-point shots. 
Um, he doesn't look like he's able to create for himself or, you know, really fit into the system like you're saying. Um, I think we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. He's a play creator. Um, you know, within the flow of a game, he can create his own offense and create offense for others. When you give him complete autonomy and, and you know, license to, to be who he wants to be. But when he has to fit it within a system, it doesn't seem to work. Yeah. And so, like, it's, it's just kind of scary and sad because I really had high hopes for Gary, man. I thought, like, one, he's a, a better defensive player than a guy like Dennis Schroeder or Malachi. So we could use him in games where we, you know, had to play a little bit more sound defensively. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of where Schroeder's been held up a little bit. Like, you see him in the Milwaukee game dominate Damian Lillard offensively. But then he kind of couldn't dominate, you know, the bigger guards in, in Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp for Portland. And it's yeah. part of the reason that we lost, right? Like he did not, I think that was his worst game as a Raptor so far. So it's, it's tough, man. Like our guard position, it's been three years now of this, like since six, nine vision, six, nine has been a thing. Like guards have been very hard to come by for our team and, it's not like there's a plethora of them out there in the league that we can't go after. It's just somehow we never end up getting them. It, it's true, right? And that's why Schroeder is this kind of like, you know, good and bad when it comes to it. Because, yeah, when you think about what we've gotten him for, the way he's been able to be a better Kyle Lowry than Fred Van Vliet kind of ever was in even this small sample size, like we have to give props to the front office for that decision. But at the same time, there's always better options. There's always more options out there. But like you mentioned, getting a proper solid guard that is going to be important for all aspects of the game that you need and be a floor general, they don't exist everywhere, man. They're not just growing on trees left and right, you know. Boston may finally have found one by getting Drew Holiday and look what it's done for their team, right? Like, the, this is the world we live in. I don't even know if we need, like, a floor general, though. Like, I just think that we need, like, competent guard play. Yeah. Like, a Malcolm Brogdon would do wonders for this squad. True. A Cole Anthony could, you know, elevate because he's at least hitting 40% of his threes. Um, like, I liked what I've seen from the Scotty create. Um, you know, like, he's been, he's been good. He, and him and OG, and they have a thing going. I like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's just getting competent guard play man like right now i would say that like dennis schroeder is above you know league average for yeah. for his uh play but nobody else on the roster is and if you put dennis into like the starting guard you know hemisphere like is he you know league average as a starting guard like very very questionably like when right you, down the middle probably right that's it right and then when you think about the future of what we might have in the pipeline obviously flynn is gonna get ejected out of the train at some point um gary might be on his way out and you look at grady grady's been up and down but that's kind of what you expect from a rookie of his caliber you know the fact that he has had the defensive prowess that he has had in general has been great to see obviously yeah we we know he can knock down shots his 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 form is fantastic right and he's gonna have a couple of good nights and maybe he'll be a good piece in the future but all those maybes, all these maybes, all this yes, no, like, you're right, man. We need that that solid bit. And that's why Scotty knocking down 39% of his threes on four attempts at night is like, well, okay. Because a lot of the a lot of the battle against giving Scotty the full point guard reign is he, he hasn't really been a great knockdown shooter until it. But 
you know, again, six games, but his forms looked better. He's come into this season looking like he spent, you know, the year off knowing that if he wants to be somebody in this league, he has to put in the work and it shows, man. It, It definitely shows at this point. Man, he's just looked more confident, more willing to take the shot, more willing to step into it. I find that so often in the NBA, you see guys hesitate to shoot and then shoot anyways. That is the worst idea. I know sometimes it works, but I I would you know argue if you followed the majority of those plays, the percentages go down drastically after you hesitate. Whereas when guys catch and shoot confidently, yeah. that's when it almost always feels like it's going in. When the guy pulls up and he, you know, he, nobody's really around him, he feels it. That's when it's good, and that's what Scotty's been doing, man. Like he's had a couple of pull up threes, you know, in transition. He's just been, you know, he's been good, man. He's been really good, and I think that comes with the the added confidence of knowing that this team is really his. Yep. Right. Like he is the the man on this team now. Uh, it's really him um, as the 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 primary player, but like. It's just crazy to think that, like, it's taken so much away from Siakam, on the other hand, right? Like, we love to see Scotty like this. We love yeah. to see his threes. But it's really deteriorated Siakam's game. I mean, last year, at this point, he had already dropped a couple 30-point, you know, triple-doubles. This year, I mean, the man's struggling to crack 20 points on a nightly basis. And that's that, I think, to me, is kind of scary. It hurts. It definitely hurts when we know the the caliber of play that Siakam can be, and whether this is a mental thing, whether this is you know just a, a rough start to the season for him. It's not one you want to see from an All Star caliber player on your roster that is going into you know a contract situation. So there's definitely a lot of questions around Siakam and his game and what's going on here. But you know he is you know he's taking the second most amount of shots a game. Scotty is up there now with the most shots at 16 on average. So maybe this is a point where Siakam after six games is sitting back here and going, ah, I don't know. This kind of sucks. This hurts. Hopefully we're over here hoping that he has a moment of, I guess I got to go have one of those games. And then he comes out, he shows up and maybe we get lucky in that Spurs game against Sunday. We don't have to worry about Wembenyana because Siakam puts in 45, but we haven't seen that yet from him. And so it's definitely a little bit worrying to say the least. Bro, I think, like, the, the Milwaukee game is, like, again, obviously our best game of the season, but it, it underscores where we need to be as a as a team, right? Like, yeah. Ananobi, 7 of 7, he's been our most integral player. He's the only player on our team who hasn't had a minus in the box plus minus. He's been, he's the key cog, really, if you think about it. Because um, he does, he facilitates everything so well. But then you got Barnes, 16 shots. You've got Siakam, 13 shots. You've got Dennis, 13 shots. Scotty's the only one at 16. And then there's Jacopotl and and Gary Trent over 10. Like, that's kind of where the, the, the team needs to be in terms of who's shooting, how often. Yep. And the percentages are obviously a lot better in the Milwaukee game. And that, that obviously helps. But man, like... We can't have guys like Siakam thinking that he needs to go drop, you know, 35. But I'd love to see him with his 15 shots a game, yeah. you know, score 11 buckets and drop 24. Like, that's, I think, like where we, he needs to be this season. And if he can consistently give us that level of play while Scotty's giving us this level of play and OG is just third man wheeling, right. you know, shutting people out, you know, stealing blocking shots like doing whatever he needs to do like 
I think this team can go deep, man, because like I think about the top three, you know, tree like a trio in this league, and people are talking about you know the James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and and Paul George. Like, I'd take our three over their three any day of the week. Let's we, be real. We we love our we love our young talent. We love what it can all come together and at their peak when they're playing at their best. Those three guys can be unstoppable. We haven't seen it yet this season. We haven't seen all three of the Triforce come together and have those nights, but. We're going to see it, man. Hopefully it works out on maybe an NBA in-season tournament night. We get a nice big W, a nice fat win for the boys. But it's going to happen, man. We have some great talent. And Darko has been working it, right? He's been working it. You know, we were we were sad that Precious has been injured the way that he has been because obviously it would have been great to have against Philadelphia. You know, we talk about we talk about how great he has been in the past. So, you know, we're, we're hoping for, for that groin injury to, to become healthy. But yeah, Darko is trying things. He's letting everybody have an option. He's letting this team really run and figure out where they can be. And whether that is a full season thing or whether that's, you know, 20 games to settle in and, and really figure out what this team can be and what people are willing to do, you know, that'll be the evolution of where his coaching can go for this squad. Because again, first year coach, the guys seem to like him. The media seems to like him. him. The yeah. the vibe in the locker room after that first game, him coming in was pretty fantastic. You know, shout out OG once again, water bottle sniper coming in, trying to absolutely, you know, take people out, cause damage with those bottles. But, you know, those are the moments that I hope to see more of this season is the team hyped up coming together around Darko and what he's trying to do. Because I can't have a season like last year again, man. Those vibes were so off and... Even though we're two and four, the vibes in this season have still been great, I think. No, I yeah, I think that the vibes have been pretty good. Obviously, like nobody likes the losing. Nobody likes to start, you know, two games under five hundred. But I, I do agree that, you know, what Darko's doing is he's trying to build us up from within and uh really trying to get the guys to trust each other and um, you know, have that spread offense like we were talking about. So if we could do that, I think that it'll lead to a lot more of those moments that you're looking for. Obviously, winning keeps the team hype. <laughs> yeah. Um, over losing. And I think that, you know, there's there's definitely still a lot more. I think there's a lot more winning ability in our future. Obviously, the Portland game, like, that one sucks. And the Chicago game, I feel like we just gave that one away. Yeah. Um, but, like, the other two losses to Philadelphia, it's not the worst. You know, I mean, Embiid's the MVP and Tyrese Maxey's looking like an all NBA caliber player this year. So man, like Maxie. the two of them, Harris has looked good, you know, like they've got a good squad. So, you know, losing to them is, is rough, but one of them is a back to back. It's really the, that Portland Chicago loss that, that that's kind of eating at me. And Portland's a little bit more understandable with the back to back. It's the Chicago, man. We were up like what? 17. Yeah. Points, like four minutes left. Like, yeah. We shouldn't let Caruso do what Caruso does. He's he's too good. I still can't believe the Lakers let that man walk. But you know, when it when it comes to the Raptors, man, I'm just looking at I'm looking ahead, man. I'm looking at the future. I'm waiting for more games. We're gonna let the team settle in. Obviously, we wanna see less turnovers and more assists. Like I'm pretty sure in that Milwaukee game hit thirty five assists, Matt. And that right there is chef's kiss. It's what we wanna see. But again, that's also knocking down shots early, getting going and Again, it's about confidence, man. And maybe it's because our team is young. Maybe it's because they're fresh together. But again, when the shots go down and they gain a little bit of confidence, they can keep consistently running the system that Darko They look like wants. they roll anybody, yeah. right? Like, 
it's it's exactly that. It's when the shots aren't going, they start to lose a little bit of faith in the system and how they're playing. And, you know, you've got those old memories. I'm sure Siakam does of like, well, if I just go to town, if I just, you know, take them to task, I'll, I'll will us into this game. I can, you know, keep us here if you guys just run the offense through me. And so that's like, you know, there's like that whole push-pull thing. Like you said, six games and- in. Hopefully and I'm cohesively gel soon. And I'm not against I'm not against that mentality. There are times where, you know, you see the right situation and I'm like, Siakam, go. You got you got five seconds here where you can absolutely destroy your mismatch here. Go be your guy. And guess what? You draw the double team. And sometimes we see it work out against Milwaukee where now Yak is free under the bucket for an easy dunk. Now Scotty has been left open for a for a three that they the teams are like, Yeah, no, he's fine. Thirty nine percent from three so far, right? Like I'm okay with it in spurts, but yeah, to go into that mentality, fall back into it, and just not be the flowing offense that we've seen such success from, that's not what we what we want at the end of the day. Yeah. No, again, man, it's it's our shots. If we hit our shots, if we hit our three-pointers, we win. If if we don't, we lose. And um, it's tough for a team that doesn't have a lot of knockdown shooters. <laughs> valid, <laughs> so valid. It's a rough one. But it's what it is, man. I am... Um, you know, I'm looking forward to the the games coming up this week. Um, we get to see Wembenyana. Um, that's kind of cool. And, yeah. and then we go see Luka Doncic. So, you know, the the two next, you know, superstar Hall of Fame NBA greats. Back-to-back games, man. It's it's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it'll it'll be a fun week for the boys with with these games that we got going on, but does that mean we're ready to move along? Shall we talk about the rest of the NBA because it's again, we're only a week and a half in. There's not too much going on, but there's been some really interesting storylines. There's been some fun stuff going on, Matt. What tickles your fancy? Where you want to start here? Well, I it doesn't tickle my fancy, but I do want to get it out of the way. Is that James Harden trade, man? Yeah. Um, goes to the Clippers, um, with uh, PJ Tucker, and um, the Clippers again just trade away their draft picks and hope that this mythical creature of Kawhi, Paul George. And James Harden and Russell Westbrook are gonna work out. Um, <laughs> that's a strange one for me. How do you feel about it? I mean, look, they're one more piece away from having the SoCal Exodia. All right, they got four guys, like Paul George was saying, and I think I mentioned this a while ago when they picked up Russell. You know, having the three local guys to finally pull it through for for them would be good. Well, they got four now. They they got another one. If they can find that fifth piece, maybe they'll do it. But Man, the chips that are bet on these guys, the fact that they've never, I mean, Paul George has never really been able to do it. Playoff P, can we talk about that? You know, like Kawhi is not the man he was four years ago, five years ago at this point. Like the Clippers are in a scary point where, you know, two, three years from now, if it does collapse the way that, you know, you and I kind of expect it to, what what will they even have, man? What will they even have? Man, they've got nothing. They've got no draft picks. They've got aging veterans, all of them over the age of 34. Yeah. Um, all of them well past their prime. Like, yeah, okay, you have the four of them in their prime. That might be the greatest squad ever assembled. But right now, like, it's not. And they're all players who need to kind of have the ball in their hands. Yeah, it's wild. Which is a shock russell westbrook's been playing some of his best basketball lights out in four or five years and you're gonna bring in james harden who literally it was so bad when they played together that they 
both requested a trade out of Houston. They had to trade both of them out of Houston <laughs> because they hated it so much with each other. I read it. A... And now you're like, yeah, this is going to work. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, people are so short-sighted. Like, do you not think about the history? Like, I don't Dude, know, man. It's it hurts me. The stupidest stupidest trade it hurts me the way westbrook was playing and you know reading the report that you know harden is now tied for like the most uh trades post all for an all-star player right and russell westbrook him and both of them have four they've been traded four times to being an all-star and i'm like i swear james harden if you go to this team and get russell westbrook traded just so he gets traded a fifth time away i'm gonna lose my mind like russell's been playing so good he's been great for this clippers team that are holding on i think they're in the playoffs they are like the sixth seed right now i mean three and two six seed haha what are we talking about early the game of the season but man i swear unless unless harden could like the comments matt I'm not a system player. I am a system. Like I'm, 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 I'm worried about immediately. <laughs> I'm worried about what we're gonna see from this Clippers squad. But again, these guys, there's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of potential, and I think Avika Zubac is over here. Just like, what did I get myself into? Like such a solid Bro. basic center that has to deal with these four guys. They beat. They beating Denver. No. No. They beating. They beating the Lakers. No, I mean if AD's they injured, beat, they're beating you know Golden State or Phoenix, maybe Phoenix, maybe everybody's beating Phoenix now. <laughs> but like, what are they doing, man? They've got like, they just don't have yeah. the roster. Honestly, the move for them, I know they're going into a new arena and they want a superstar to you know kind of show off that arena. How about no? How about you go get a bunch of first overall draft picks? How about you go, you know, trade Kawhi, trade PG, um, you know, keep Russ as like your entertainment and whatever for the right. next building, but go get draft picks, man, and build that team from, from the ground up. You look at the teams that are like some of the most dominant teams in the NBA, and a lot of them are assembled through the draft and development. Yeah, yep. there's a trade here and there. Like you look at Denver, they traded for Aaron Gordon, whatever. But most of that nucleus has been homegrown. Right, like you look at Golden State, homegrown. Luka Doncic and the Mavs. I mean, they're they're having more success with the homegrown players than they are with the with the trades and the free agents. So, to me, it just it didn't make sense. Um, but hey, man, Clippers gonna clip, and you know, as a Raptors fan who hates them deep down with a passion because they stole our back to back championship from us because we would have been back to back champions. I do not doubt it. Um, they stole that from us. Yeah. Um. Good riddance. Sucks to suck. Good riddance. Yeah, man. Honestly, Losers. I, I just don't. I don't see how it comes together for this Clippers squad. I like the Lakers better than I like the Clippers right now. But that's also LeBron being LeBron, and I, I don't know if you want to talk about the timeless man right now, or if you want to save him for later. But can, I mean, man, but... what do you? Let's what go. are we supposed to expect at this point? Right. This is what he does. It's year twenty one. Michael Jordan could never. <laughs> he could not even think about doing what LeBron James did. This man quit basketball twice. LeBron is in year 21 acting like he's still 25, okay? People are like, oh, yeah, LeBron's like, he's he's lost a step. He's only, like, the fifth best player in the league. <laughs> okay? It's it's insane, man. And, you know, this is why and this is why I was so high on LeBron, you know, a week ago when we were talking about our preseason predictions because this guy knows what he has to do to win games. And, I mean – staying up and watching that OT that OT winner against the Clippers was amazing cuz that guy was he had little spurts where they were 
people in that arena, people on the floor, everywhere going, how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to stop this guy? Like, you know, I know Wemby is the, is the cream of the crop. Everyone's loving what he's doing right now, but LeBron is timeless. He's ageless. He's putting up more points combined than everybody else. Who's been in a 21 in a 21 year season. Like, you know, hats off. I feel like every once in a while I say this on the podcast, but the world is going to miss out when this guy decides that it's time to pull it up and stop playing this game. You know what, man, at the end of his career, at least I'll never, you know, look in the mirror and say, well, I didn't appreciate LeBron. Like I appreciate this man's greatness. Yeah. This guy, like, again, you want to say Michael had like the higher peak. That's an argument. You can argue it because of the championships whatever i'll give that to you but the longevity the consistency the just like overall just tenacious mentality like people will talk about him not being like a you know a dog man's a dog he is 38 years old he's the oldest player in this league and he's still running it all right like i get it you know, young guys like Wemby, Luka, those guys are, are on the come up. Nikola Jokic, probably best player in the world right now. We get it. Yep. Le- LeBron James, guys, is still here. And it is, it's a marvel to behold, man. Because he should have been retired, like, by most accounts, four years ago. <laughs> should have retired. You know, a guy like him would have retired. Uh, sorry, not a guy like him, but a guy on top of the world who wants to keep his blemish forever would have retired after the bubble championship. But nah, man, it's 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 been beautiful to see the Lakers. They're still around like we thought they would be. You know, if, if AD figures himself out and decides to show up for all games instead of just, you know, first halves, you know, the, the Lakers are going to be all right. They're going to figure it out. Darvin Ham knows how to work this system. And I mean, we were mentioning it. You know, I like the Lakers better than the Clippers right now, even though you think about aging veterans and, and all that jazz. But can we can we flip to Wemby now? Can right. we can we flip yeah. can we flip to the next age because it's his time, right. dude? Thirty eight points on Kevin Durant? Like what are we talking yeah, the, about, Matt? What are we talking this about? This man is is hilarious because he like he like gives us like little teasers like a fifteen point game, yeah, a yeah. point game, an eighteen point game, and then just comes in with the hammer, almost drops a forty piece on Kevin Durant. My favorite. Have you seen the picture of them both standing um, beside the box waiting for a free throw rebound? And it's like Kevin Durant and just like a large Kevin Durant. Right. It's like, oh, oh man. man, they are like the exact same. Just Wemby is. Wemby dwarfs him. Wemby makes him look small, and yeah. Kevin Durant is not a small man. Um, good luck, league. Good luck, rest of the world. Seriously, um, I guess Wemby's winning five championships, and the Raptors <laughs> should just kind of pack it in. Because, like, I mean, what are we even here for? Look, Scotty I knew... Barnes. Like, <laughs> look, <guard> Wemby? Like... <laughs> look, I knew that we were living in a simulation for a long time, but it's starting to make more sense with with guys like Wemby because the man had the exact same debut as Tim Duncan. You know, fifteen points, two assists, yeah. six of nine field goals. Just He's he. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, the the guy has put up, you know, just a little bit more points over five games, just over 100 points. And, and you know, the Admiral had 100 points in his first five games. And, you know, to, for this guy to walk into Kevin Durant's home twice and walk out with both W's and look like the boss that he has been. Man, San Antonio, what it what what is going on? You guys are so happy right now. There are fans wake up every morning and they're like i'm thankful for victor Wembignana because this guy has been unreal and you know you think about the rest of this roster with what devin vassell has been doing with what jeremy sohan's been doing like you talk about teams that have built through the draft and are ready to go and are, are working their way into it man the spurs in a couple of years are going to be real scary 
They're three and two already. They actually might have a good winning season. Like I wouldn't put it past them to have a winning season. That's how dominant Victor Wembanyama has been. Yeah, it's like he's that two K play player when you're like, you know, in um, playing two K online, and that guy just shows up with the lanky arms and the lanky body, and you're like, all right, oh, cool, man. guys hacking. All like right. that's what it feels like. It feels like somebody's hacking, and Wembanyama just is like, eh. <laughs> it's nuts, man. I've never seen anything like it. Um, the guy has yet to not record a block in a game. He has one game without a steal so far. Like, he is everything is advertised, and the only, only thing that can stop him is is, is injuries. Seriously? And I hope we don't see that, because, like, this man, it's so funny, because, like, LeBron's going to end his career, and everyone's going to have this LeBron versus Jordan debate. And, of course, at the end of his career, some guy shows up who's about to smash that debate and be like, guys, it's me. I'm the goat. I mean, like, this is sorry. this is the thing, right? Like we know we know Luca has the potential to be fantastic. You look at what Jokic is able to do in the league, but if Wemby can stay healthy with the freak of nature, you know, the fact that he's not a unicorn, he's an alien at this point. That's what people are going to like his potential is limitless and the team is already ready to be built around him to walk in. And like I said, man, Greg Popovich is going to oh. die on a basketball court because he's going to coach for the next 20 years of Wemby's career because like he's the perfect archetype player for his coaching system. And Greg Popovich is basically the coaching goat at this point, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, man. And he's so flexible. Like it's crazy how flexible he is. So, oh man, I think that it's going to be a, a crazy, crazy, you know, 15 plus years of watching Wembenyana and the league really lucked out with this guy. They, uh, they hit a home run jackpot, putting him in San Antonio, San Antonio too. Oh man, uh, they it's would. rigged, man. They There's would. moments like this where I'm like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be rigged. And just simple, simple years that he just, you well, know. Well, it's like when Edmonton gets McDavid and Gretzky. You're like, what? Like, who wrote that in the book? This thing, man. We're in a simulation. It's all scripted. But let's talk about let's talk about some of these scores. Let's talk about the Celtics and the Mavs being four zero. We already really mentioned the Mavs, but we we only kind of touched on the Celtics a little bit. And you know, we don't love talking about Boston, but they're the best team in the league right now by far. Honestly, in terms Bro, of statistics, by far. They're sick, but they haven't beaten anybody. Like they beat the breaks off the Pacers. Yeah, they beat Washington. They beat the Knicks. I guess who you could say is somebody. Um, but yeah, they, ha- they haven't really played anybody too crazy. Also, like you know, a softer, lengthier schedule than us. Like they've been, they've had days off. Yeah. Um, I want to see them play against the Milwaukee Bucks. I want to see them play the Raptors. I want to see them play the Philadelphia 76ers and the Cavs. Um, that's when we're going to really know who the Boston Celtics are. Yeah. And if this defensive, um, I don't like, shift, I don't want to say downgrade this defensive shift. Um, if it's, if it's going to hurt them, um, or if, if they're going to be strong enough offensively to overcome it. But yeah, man, I mean, they're sick. The Mavs are sick. Really the team that's sick that I want to talk about is the New Orleans Pelicans, man. There it because is. Boy, got it right. There it is. If Zion can stay healthy, if Brandon Ingram can stay healthy, this team is a top four team in the NBA, and I knew it. All right, I knew it three years ago. <laughs> I'm just gonna step out of a. I'm stepping out of a time door to uh, a year ago or whenever the last season started, where I'm sure this exact same moment take a snapshot. Man, if Zion's healthy, dude, he's one of the most dominant players in the league. It's it's kind of insane. Uh, we knew the Pelicans were good, but you know, ho- hopefully they keep going 4 and 1, man. You got to love to see it for a guy like Zion. Man, it's unbelievable. I I love it. It's uh it's the whole whole reason that my my heart is warm today when the Raptors are <laughs> 
are two and four like they are, man. That <laughs> I also think the fact that the Memphis Grizzlies are zero and five is kind of objectively hilarious, oh, <laughs> considering how good they were without John Morant. How everyone was like, "Oh yeah, they're not gonna miss John Morant," and how like they've just imploded. No, no Dylan Brooks, man. It's gotta be it. It's gotta, gotta be. be it, man. It's it's wild. I. You know, I've watched a little bit. I haven't fully watched their games. I'm, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch their game tonight for sure. They're they're on the docket, but it hurts, man. It must absolutely hurt to see this team absolutely crumbling. And you know, Jaw's sitting at home, just just absolutely upset with himself, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's thinking he's got to show up at the arena to to scare the opposing bench. But you know, this is the beginning of the season, right? These things happen. Memphis will be all right, but their their hold on a top four seed in the West, especially when Golden State is four and one, looking great. Chris Paul, Clay Thompson with a game winner. Like this is this is an interesting thing for Memphis. They're kind of stuck in the dirt right now. And you think about what the Lakers had to go through last season after the what two and ten start that they have. Yeah. We know that Memphis can do great in the back end of the season for sure. And maybe they'll roll into the playoffs doing good. But for a team that is as young as it is, they can't afford to be in the holes like this the mentality that it does on some of these kids right. is not good all right hear me out hear me out i got the trade um we give them precious Achua, give them malachi flynn and gary trent jr and we get desmond bain and brand clark if only if only man. right one day well, i'll even throw in a first round pick matt will give anything for desmond bain he would love uh, the universe where we drafted he would look so good on our rafters come on he okay would, okay okay tell me he wouldn't look good <laughs> okay okay we'll, we'll talk about memphis when they get any i'm a i'm a memphis guy matt knows i love me the grizzlies but the heat one and four does that worry you i know jimmy's been kind of injured but it's bro they're not a regular season team like they're go. gonna fight and claw i had them in the ninth seed for a reason right they're gonna fight their claw all their way to get in maybe win a play-in game and then who knows? Make it all the way to the final again that's just kind of the ethos of jimmy butler it's so true man the when they when they played the bucks and and dame and him walked past each other and they had that moment of just like oh hey bro like what could have been what could have been but yeah the heat will be fine I'm, I'm not worried about them any other teams matt that you want to bring up this week you want to talk about no man, I think it's it's still pretty early. Um, you know, I love the fact that Fred Van Vliet and those Rockets haven't looked great, but I mean that's that's really just the Raptors fan in me. I think that it's it's been a good start to the season, more yeah. or less, for for most teams. Uh, obviously, you know it's still really early. Zero and five is is not insurmountable. It's a hole, but it's not insurmountable. Um, but everybody's really you know floating around that like two games below five hundred or two games above and. At the end of the day, man, like there's still 40 or what, 80, 76 plus games yeah, to play for most this teams. Is, this is the thing, right? Talk oh. to us. Talk to us after 20 games. I feel like we say this every season. Once we get to that Talk 20. Talk to me after 40, bro. Well, 40's <laughs> moment was legit, but 20 games is when you could start really making speculation about what teams are actually going to be once they've played a decent chunk of the teams, right? Because once you hit 20 games, you've played most likely half the teams in the league at this point. You know, yeah. you look at us, we played the Philadelphia 76ers twice already. So maybe not exactly statistically that, but that's when we start to know. So we'll 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 come back next week, the week after, the following week, and we'll, we'll really break down these teams and see where things go but i mean week one week two observations already lebron is the goat he's timeless Wemby is showing up ready to absolutely see the next step and the raptors are the raptors that's that's where we're at now man luke Luke, all right because you know what man 
And he's going to prove it because he's got a game against the best player in the world tonight. It's in-season tournament play tonight. It's happening. And my boy Luca is taking it seriously, and he's beating the Denver Denver Nuggets, and they're going to go to 5-0. and I mean, I'd love to see it, obviously. Big games tonight, obviously, the start of the new in-season tournament. Games Tuesdays and Fridays in November. I mean, the Raptors, we're, we're, just, we're hanging out for a while. We'll be the end of the month. You know, they'll cram all of our games together like they love to do. But, you know, I didn't start the season very strong, man. I'll, I'll throw a flyer out here. You know, the Grizzlies, their own five. You know, the game tonight matters. They're going to get a dub, okay? I believe in this team. They're facing the Portland Trailblazers. And unless you're the Raptors, you can beat this team. So, hey, you know, I believe I believe in the Grizzlies tonight. Hey, man, hopefully they, they get that dub for you. I know you're a Grizzlies guy. Bring them to Vancouver. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's the other hope. Maybe they'll just collapse a little bit, and then we can have Jaw in Canada. But no, that's a scary thought. We we don't we don't approve of of, of that type. He of... wouldn't like the gun laws up here. <laughs> Anyways, okay. And before we before we lose ourselves here, anything else, my friend? Nah, man, you're good to wrap this up. Perfect. Well, thanks everybody for being here. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook at the Board Sports. Like, subscribe, give us that thumbs up. Check out theboardsports.net for new episodes and blog posts. And we'll talk to you next time.